Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with Mental Health America of Wisconsin. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of others who do as well. By sharing stories of lived experiences, we expose depression for the lying bully it is. Hi, Terry. Hello, Bridget. So since September is Suicide Prevention Month, we've been focusing on messages from attempt survivors and others who've been in suicidal crisis. But to be clear, our primary goal with this podcast and social media and community outreach is not to keep people from jumping off bridges, both real and metaphorical, but to stop them from getting to the point of wanting to jump in the first place. Exactly. And one of our favorite quotes to that point is from Desmond Tutu, who said, there comes a point where we need to stop just pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream and find out why they're falling in. And we dare to add to that, that we could all benefit from taking proven protective steps way upstream to keep ourselves and each other from falling in. Mm -hmm. And one of those protections is making a written plan that reminds us what keeps us healthy, what our early warning signs are that things are slipping, the mental health equivalent of noticing the tickle in your throat before it progresses to strep throat, and what we and those who've agreed to support us should do to protect ourselves if and when we reach a crisis state. Today we're going to start walking step by step through filling out the RAP or Wellness Recovery Action Plan because as two people... Terry and I, who know that we could benefit from having one, but have not taken the time to actually fill one out Mm -hmm. or even plan it. We want to make it easy and as clear as possible. We want to take away whatever obstacles, mystery, or even excuses there are to making one. So we've linked to a free workbook with this episode and also posted that link on our Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page. Having that up on your screen or even printed out, if possible, could make the process even easier. Our guest today is Katrina Koppel, a certified peer specialist and RAP facilitator who helps people craft their plans. Quoting from that workbook, RAP is a framework with which you can develop an effective approach to overcoming distressing symptoms and unhelpful behavior patterns. Originally developed by Mary Ellen Copeland and a group of mental health service users who wanted a tool for their own use, quote, it can help you get more control over your problems. What I'd like to do is start with why it's a good idea, particularly in, I will say, these times. I think that everybody, whether or not they have a mental health challenge, is currently challenged. Mm-hmm. Very true. I'm, I'm reading something here, you know, the process of recovery, getting well, staying well, and becoming who you want to be. I thought that was such a nice way to put it. One of the things about the WRAP, the Wellness Recovery Action Plan, is that it is a empty framework for an individual to be able to fill out in such a way where it gives you step-by-step instructions 
but it does not designate what it is you fill in. So it's completely open to personal choice and those experiences that you know intimately more than anybody else. So you can be able to tailor the plan to exactly what it is you feel you need moving forward in your wellness. RAP actually gives you the ability to plan ahead and not overwhelm yourself. Um, it gives you the ability to go, okay, my daily plan of keeping myself safe, I can keep very distinct and easy. If I have triggers, then here's how I'm going to assess those and react to them. And so it, it gives you the opportunity to break down kind of the changes that we're going through right now and be able to handle them one step at a time. The word recovery is in the acronym, and yeah. you've used the word recovery. You know, you don't have to be recovering from a mental health issue. I mean, we're all recovering from something. We can agree? Yes, that's very, very true. Recovery is one of those words that is normally associated with mental health or substance use struggles, but it's not inclusive of that. Um, one of my rap plans, because I have three personally, and for me, one of the recovery plans that I have was when I started experiencing fibromyalgia issues. And it gave me an opportunity to say, here are the things that I'm experiencing. Here are some of the results of those symptoms. How do I learn to take care of myself so I can be functional, go back to work, enjoy life? So it doesn't include just mental health or substance use struggles. It can be utilized in many different areas. Obviously, in the context of depression awareness and suicide prevention, the crisis plan portion of the RAP plan is critical. But what we love about it is its focus on self-awareness and self-care way before things get out of control. Quoting again from the workbook, it's designed as an aid for learning about yourself, what helps and what doesn't, and how to get progressively more in control of your life and experience and who doesn't want that, right? Right, exactly. It's one of those things that can change with you. And you are the author of it. Um, and being yeah. able to have this assist you, you know, when you're first writing it, maybe you need to look at it every day. The pages that are most important to you, you can copy and just keep in your pocket and be able to work through, here's how I'm going to handle triggers or early warning signs that um, gives you the opportunity to say, okay, here's this issue that's happening to me. I know what my wellness tool is, and I can respond without any hiccups. Wellness tools. Those are the things that keep us well on this side of the line, things that nourish us and add to versus deplete our energy, focus, and ability to take life's inevitable bumps and blows. And the wellness toolbox, the most common ones that I hear from individuals is things like getting out in nature. Another one that I hear a lot about is learning how to manage stress. So doing mindfulness exercises, um, doing grounding exercises where you sit and kind of close your eyes for three or four minutes and just kind of check in with your own body. Where are you? Are you holding stress in your shoulders? Um, another one that I hear a lot is deep breathing exercises. All right, Bridget, we're going to break from format here for a minute. 
right before we came into the studio, we posted on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook community page asking the community members there what they do to keep themselves healthy. You want to read a couple of them? Yeah, I'm just going to read the list quickly. Talk to supportive loved ones. Structure regarding diet and sleep. Going outside in the morning and sitting for a while or even gardening if I can. It is vitally important that I take my meds at night as it continues to help me to save my own life. Take time to make a big breakfast and a latte. I've got that one too. <laughs> and get outside as much as I can. Go for a walk in the woods and snuggle my fur babies. That's mine too. Listening to a white noise machine of ocean waves crashing ashore. Journaling and yoga. Yoga at least 20 minutes in the morning. Getting outside and walking in nature whenever possible. Keeping a daily journal tracking my moods. Believe it or not, going to work. It forces me to get up, shower, and leave the house. Talk to my children. Listen to my husband and children. I love the distinction there. Mm -hmm. Stay off of Facebook. Write and get dressed up. Make myself take a shower. And if I'm struggling with thoughts and voices, I use DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. Especially if I want to self-harm, I talk to my son who lives in heaven. Mm. Wow, those are, those are good suggestions. And ours might be totally different or, as you said, the same as some of those. But it's good to know what they are. So this is the section of the plan which made us want to do this episode today. It goes back to that Desmond Tutu quote about keeping people from falling in the water in the first place. And all of those suggestions from the Facebook page are those kind of things. Especially with our routines being so thrown off during the pandemic, it can be hard to remember what works and easy to let them slide. And whether it's writing them on a slip of paper, my bathroom mirror, or a whiteboard, I acknowledge that I'm at the point where I need to physically see a daily reminder to do them, since they give me a fighting chance. And this week you learned, Terry, that not only can you use the whiteboard, but you could even write those things on a post-it and rearrange them in order as their priorities changed. Got that suggestion from my therapist. When you're able to write it down, number one, it's easy to refer back to. Some individuals, what they will do is they will take this one section and they'll copy it and put it on their refrigerator. That way it's easily accessible. They don't have to try to dig through a binder to find it. Mm -hmm. And it's a gentle reminder that when we aren't feeling well, when we may be having symptoms, sometimes we don't know what to do. And just being able to look through the wellness toolbox and just pick one. There's no pressure to do all of them. It's just finding one that's going to work for you and say, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take care of my flowers for 10 or 15 minutes to help me move past some of these issues that I'm having right now. Or I'm going to go for a five-minute walk. Um, different things like that. Most of your wellness toolbox should be filled with things that are inexpensive, easily ready, things that you can do at just about any time. The wellness toolbox section of the RAP Plan workbook also has an area for listing the things that bring a sense of meaning or significance to our lives and remind us of our values. What a great thing to remind yourself of. Yeah, one of the uh, things that they talk about the most is hope. What does that mean for you? Each one of us designates what that emotion is and what kind of gives us hope, whether it's looking at dogs play or being with our grandchildren um, or knowing that tomorrow things may be better. 
So being able to write down what those inspirational things are for you, that way you can hold them in the forefront of why you're even doing this in the first place. The next section of the wrap plan is setting up a daily maintenance plan. It begins with reminding ourselves of our baseline, what we're like when we're well. Bridget, are you willing to name three words that you would use to describe yourself when you are yourself when you're well? Hmm. Resourceful. I think I'm really good at connecting ideas and people and things. Mm -hmm. Loving. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what the word is for like the opposite of procrastinator, but I'm very good about just getting things done and not putting them on a list and waiting. You absolutely are. And do those go away when you're depressed or off for some other reason? Uh, maybe the loving one. (laughs) I'll remember that. Uh, and what are yours, Terry? I would say creative. Um, I would say humorous when I'm feeling okay. For sure. And I would say also resourceful, like you. Maybe that's a family trait. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And loving always. Thank you. And I like the idea of writing this, not typing it, because Mm -hmm. in my own hand, I can read when I'm well... I'm actually pretty blank. So I just tell me about the value of having that written and what kinds of things you see people write there. From the rap workshops that I have done, um, sometimes individuals will say, you know, I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. What am I like when I'm well? Being able to remind yourself, have you had a day where you were well? And how did you feel? How did you act? And being able to say, yes, those are a part of me, and I have them in here, even like you said, on those days where I'm just not feeling it. It's just not there for me. And having that reminder that, yes, Yes. I have this inside of me, and I can get back to it. And the value of that is individuals now have a hope that if I've experienced it before, I can experience it again. Right. It may be inaccessible at a given time, but it's not gone. You're still who you are. Yes, exactly. Oh, I think that would really help to be reminded. You know, when you talk to someone who has lost their sense of self, Mm -hmm. uh, it would be a bit of a roadmap to help them find it again. Yes. And it's, you know, being able to assist somebody in understanding if you have had a successful day, if you've had a successful moment, then you have the opportunity to have that again. It is still a part of you. You may not be living it or feeling it at this moment, but it does not mean, like you said, that it's gone. Point B of the daily maintenance plan is a list of things you need to do for yourself every day to keep yourself feeling as well as possible. The two major things about the daily maintenance plan is, number one, keeping it easy. It has to be a plan that you can actually obtain. I had a lady who was in my uh, rap workshop who got very gung-ho and very excited, and she put like 43 different things down, all of them good things to accomplish. But on the days where she was struggling, she opened up that page and looked at it, and it completely buried her. So one of the things that we make sure we tell individuals is, number one, keep it simple and keep it doable. So for me, an example is I get up and I brush my teeth and I brush my hair. And sometimes that's where it needs to be. Other times it's, okay, I need to make sure I check my emails and I need to make sure I eat a healthy meal. 
So the, the preface of the daily maintenance plan is to give yourself an opportunity to say, here are the things I know help me feel good. First thing in the morning, it's going to set up my day. But at the same time, I don't have so many things on there that I know I can't accomplish any of them, so I don't even try. The daily maintenance plan section also leaves space for us to list the things that help maintain our overall wellness that we don't need to do every day. And those things we know would help, but for some reason, we just don't do them. Okay, Bridget, one more time. A number of things just popped into my head. Are you willing to share any of those things we know would help, but somehow we just pass on them? Uh, exercise mm-hmm. comes to mind. I know when I'm in my body and I know when I'm stretching or moving or doing something, um, I'm I'm in a better place. But it's uh, definitely, I have a lot of resistance around that one. Mm-hmm. And even though I can't do it right now, Travel is a huge, kind of a big annual trip is a huge way that I kind of hold my ground and recalibrate. Just the change of pace is really good for me. Hmm. Um, And obviously I can't do that right now. Great. There are lots of things like going to gyms and social things that aren't available to us right now. For me, one is... um, Water. It's a. It's very calming. It's very centering for me. And I live within walking distance of a river, and still don't go there very often. And um, I try not to should myself, but it's definitely going to be one of those things I write on the notes around my house. Like, go outside, dairy. Look at the river. It helps. Yep. And that's when mom always, always. I mean, I talk to her every day, and she always says, "Get outside. Get outside. Get outside." Mm-hmm. It She's helps. right. It helps. There's so much uncertainty. Are you finding that that's making all of this more necessary? It is. I definitely think that the uncertainty of not only unemployment issue, but also just the anxiety mm-hmm. in the general society right now. Yes, I have heard many people uh, who have written a plan and said, you know, I need to go back and I need to rewrite it. And then also, additionally, you know, we are hearing that. People who have looked for wellness um, plans such as RAP are going, okay, yeah, I heard of it once and I thought it was cool for somebody else, Mm. but now maybe I need to check in for myself. I got to do it. I got to do it too. I hate that I haven't done it. And I know it would be so good, and, and really talking to Katrina made me realize now's the time. And it's also, you know, um, you know, on one end of the spectrum, it's sort of being your best self and life planning, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it's a buoy should you need it. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that part next week. And we, again, are going to encourage uh, looking at this plan or even printing it out, we are linking to it, as we said, on both our Facebook page. And if you don't want to do that, you can just Google Copeland, C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D. That's the woman who started it, RAP plan, and RAP is W-R-A-P. There should be PDFs and workbooks. You can order them bound from Amazon or wherever, or you can just print out the papers like we did. And next week, we'll continue the guided step-by-step tour, and we're going to look at triggers, our own personal early warning signs when things start to break down and are getting worse, and the RAP personal crisis plan, which you don't want to need but do want to have in place in case you ever do. 
you brought up mom earlier, and she always told us to carry a jacket because it was better to have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. That's right. Thank you, Katrina, for helping us walk through this and make it seem more doable and and less, uh, you know, of some big, scary, insurmountable project. And we look forward to getting into more of it and the more serious end of the spectrum of the plan with you next week. Great. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on Depression's Dark Road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.